Did you know that real estate is the method where many people in America have become multimillionaires? Do you want to learn about real estate? Stand by. Welcome to the Real Estate Exam Podcast. This is a podcast where we will provide you sample lessons for the real estate exam for the states which we offer full real estate exam audio lessons. Our audio lessons are designed so that you can study for the real estate exam in your state while driving, exercising, or otherwise using time which would be unavailable for reading or looking at a computer monitor. For more information on the full series of lessons, which we have available in various states, go to reexampodcast.com. Good luck in your studies. A career in real estate sales can be extremely rewarding, but the first step is to get your real estate exam license. This is Franz. Today you're going to be listening to the fourth sample lesson. It's going to be about real estate licensure. Much more information is available at the website reexampodcast.com. This lesson entitled Real Estate Law and Qualifications for Licensure. In this unit, we will be talking about some of the, the laws that govern real estate licensure in Florida. So what do you need in order to get your license? There are several qualifications to get your license and there are also several different levels of licenses that you can obtain in the state of Florida. So let's go ahead and talk about a few of those and get started. The first thing that you need to know is that there are three different categories of real estate licenses in Florida. The first is a sales associate. Now this is sort of the entry-level sort of license. They work for a broker, so they're an employee of the broker or an owner slash developer, and they're agents of the employer. So this is kind of the lowest level license, it's the entry level. Then we have what's called a broker license. And to get a broker license, you need more experience in the field of real estate, and you also need more education. And of course, you've got to pass the exam. So for the sales associate, you do not yet have to pass the exam. For the broker level, that's higher. You get more education experience, you have to pass the exam. And then thirdly, we have the broker associate. That's a person who holds a broker's license, but then chooses to register and then work under the direction of another broker. So we've got the regular brokers just work for themselves, they're kind of the boss of other sales agents. Or we have the broker associates, where it's a broker who works for another broker. And of course, this person has to be just like a broker. They have to have the education and be able to get the license by passing the test. A owner-developer is something that I talked about just a minute ago. And that is an unlicensed group, person, whatever, that sells and exchanges or leases its own property. So the actual people that do the selling, the sales staff, do have to have active real estate licenses in order 
for them to get commissions. So a commission is just they get a percentage of the total sale that they do. And in order for that to happen, they have to be licensed. You can't get commissions without being licensed. Though sales staff are exempt from having licensure if instead of getting commissions, they get a salary. So if they just say you work for this entity, you get a certain set amount of money every year as a paycheck, then you're exempt from licensure. You only need the licensure as a sales associate if you get a commission. There are several different things that you need to do before you can apply and formally get your license or things that you have to do as part of the application process. The first is that you have to pay a licensing fee. If you are a military veteran or the spouse of a military veteran, you can get a fee waiver within 60 months after you've been honorably discharged from the armed services. So if you're in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, or something else that's military, you have 60 months for which you could apply for your real estate license and get the fee waived. You do have to undergo a background check, which includes getting fingerprinted to make sure that you don't have a criminal history of some sort that would make you undesirable to be hired as a real estate agent or broker. And this background check also will discover if you are currently being investigated or prosecuted for any crime. So that's something that they take into account. You do have to disclose any prior convictions, and you do have to also disclose any prior names or aliases you might have lived under at any time in the past. But you are not required to disclose any personal bankruptcies that you've had. So that's one thing you don't have to talk about. You should be able to talk about if you have something in your past that was criminal, it's okay if it has been expunged from your criminal record. And then there's also a 30-day period kind of to go everything, to check the application, to make sure there are no errors or that nothing was left out. Leaving something out is called an omission, and that can be just as damaging as willfully providing false information. So you want to make sure that nothing has been left out. Is there something in your past that a background check is going to uncover, then it's much better to go ahead and admit to that rather than letting it come out later and realizing that you haven't been honest. So, and once you have registered with the state agency, and then you can go ahead and register with the test vendor, as we talked about in the introduction. So there are a few extra steps that you have to take, or a few extra requirements for people who are non-residents that are applying for licensure. One of the first things you need is a social security number. You don't actually have to prove that you are a U.S. citizen, but you do have to have a social security number. You don't have to be a resident of Florida in order to apply, though if you are a non-resident applicant, you do have to put that on your application. Say, I am applying for a real estate license in Florida, however, I am not a resident of Florida. And if that changes, so if you are a resident and then you move out of the state, you do have to tell that to the commissioner that's in charge of real estate within 60 days. Something else that you might consider in Florida is what's called a mutual recognition agreement. And in this kind of agreement, you can do this if you have a license in another state. So let's say you got licensed in Illinois and you hold a valid license. Florida recognizes that so that 
that that represents a certain level of education and experience. However, there are still a few things that you would need to do in order to obtain a Florida license. You can't just say, I've got a license in one state, that's good everywhere else. Well, the problem is, is that there are different requirements for different states. The laws can be slightly different. There are different things that you specifically need to know in order to do real estate business in various states. And so you can't just take one state's knowledge and apply it to every other state. So in light of that, what you have to do is go ahead and submit a copy of your license to the commission. Then you have to take a 40 question real estate exam that is Florida specific questions. So these are the things that will show that you know specifically how to do real estate business in Florida. The regular exam for new licensees is 100 questions. This is only 40 questions, so it's a much lower requirement, and they are specific Florida questions. In order to make this mutual recognition agreement valid, you have to get a 75% or better on this 40-question exam. And then you do have to complete any post-licensing requirements. So the in order to renew your license or any other things that you have to do with continuing education or things of that type, that's still required even if you got your license through a mutual recognition agreement. So to be considered an actual Florida resident, so not in a non-resident application, you have to have lived in Florida continuously for four calendar months within the preceding year. So if you, for the last four months within this same year that you've lived in Florida, then you can be, then you can be considered a Florida resident. And also a person who lives in Florida, has a Florida address, and has the intention to reside in Florida continuously for a period of four months or more. So if you can show that yes, you are living in Florida and you intend to stay here, you can also be counted as a Florida resident. Now let's go ahead and talk about these three categories. Or really, they're just two categories, the sales associate and the brokers. And then the brokers can also be associate brokers, but the education and the other requirements are similar for brokers and associate brokers. It's just really how they actually do their business that makes them one or the other. So let's go ahead and first talk about sales associates. Remember, this is sort of the entry level and they don't need a license if they are not working on commission, but they do if they are. They have to be at least 18 years of age or older. They do have to have a high school diploma or an equivalent such as a GED. They have to have a social security number and they have to have a honest, and trustworthy reputation. They have to be a person of good character. And this is often established by talking to references. So if a person has had previous employment, they can talk to people they worked with. If this person has gone to school, which it is a requirement, they can talk to people that they went to school with, uh, former teachers, that sort of thing. And then they also have to be competent and qualified to transact real estate business which can also be something that can be shown sort of on the job. So if a applicant does have a criminal history, then the commissioners, the state commissioners, 
will then have to decide whether that applicant is going to be approved or denied. So just an extra step. A criminal record does not necessarily preclude somebody from getting a sales associate position, but it can. It's up to the commissioners. Once you have applied for the license, the application is valid for two years from the date you complete the application and it's received by the state agency. So let's talk a bit about what sort of education you'll need. They have to complete what's called course one. And this is just a pre-licensure course for sales associate candidates. That just talks about the ins and outs of being a sales associate and some of the things that you're going to need to know. You have to have a passing score of at least 70 on the end of course exam as well. If they don't pass the state license exam within two years after they complete the course, then that unfortunately expires and they have to complete course one again. So they, the idea is they complete the course, they get a passing grade in the course, and then they have to take the state licensure exam. And if they can do that within two years, then they can be licensed. If not, they have to start over. Then there are a few exceptions to this um, course requirement. If you are a person who has a four-year degree or higher, so say a master's degree or even a doctorate in real estate from an accredited institution, so of higher education like a college, a university, something of that sort, then they can be exempt from the course one. So if you already have a degree in real estate, then you've definitely covered the content of course one. However, you still do need to take the state licensing exam. That's something that everyone has to take. Also, attorneys who are active members of the Florida Bar are exempt from Course 1, but even they have to take the real estate exam. Nobody's exempt from that. When you go to take the exam, it's important to note that the exam can be offered in both English and Spanish. So if you are more comfortable speaking Spanish and reading Spanish, then that's not a problem. You can go ahead and take the exam in that language. You have to get a 75% or higher in order to pass. So out of 100 questions, 75 of the 100 questions have to be right in order for you to pass. And once you have taken it, you can't begin working until the website for the state agency shows that your status has gone through and they move you into an active status. If you don't pass the exam, you get a failure notice and you get the option to review what you did wrong so that you can hopefully do better next time. And then once you've got your license, there are what are called post-licensing education requirements. This is a sort of continuing education program so that people stay up on the newest laws, the newest practices, so that they keep their skills fresh and relevant. After a sales associate gets licensed, they have to take a 45-hour post-licensing course before their license expires. So they've got until their license expires to take this second course. If they don't take the second course, then your license is no good anymore. It does not get renewed. It is completely gone. And anyone who doesn't do that, they have to go and start the process all over again. You have to complete course one again, and you have to go ahead and take the state exam again. So it's a very good idea to get the second course done within the window that you have. People that have the four-year degree, though, in real estate, 
do not have to take this post-license course because what they learned in college or the university likely covered all of those things too. And if there's some sort of hardship that comes up that makes it so that you can't complete the course in time, whether it's some sort of health crisis or family crisis, there is a six-month period that you can so kind of get an extension. You can apply for an extension, though that could be denied if the, you can't show evidence of the hardship. But so if there really is something genuinely keeping you from completing the course, then yes, you can get an extension in some circumstances. That's all about sales associates. So let's go ahead and talk about brokers and what they have to do in order to get their license. A broker has to complete what's called course two. So this is similar to course one, except that course two is for brokers. Goes a little bit more into depth than course one. And then they, at the end of course two, they have to complete this a same exam and get a score of 70 or better on the exam. And then they need to get at least 24 months, which is two years, of real estate experience during the five-year period before becoming a licensed broker. So as you notice on the sales associate side of things, it was just the education you needed. To become a broker, however, you have to have experience as well. You have to complete course two and get 24 months of experience before you can be a broker. And then of course, take the state exam. They also have a post-licensing course. It's that 45-hour post-licensing course that you have to get done within the time of your initial license before that expires. And broker applicants who have that four-year degree or higher in real estate are exempt from taking the course two. A lot like course one could be exempt as well. A lot of the time this experience requirement is filled by first becoming a sales associate and working for a couple of years and then going on taking course two and becoming a broker instead of just a sales associate. Or another route that you can take is that if you are a broker licensed in another state, so if you have two years or more of experience being a broker in another state, that can count towards the experience for applying to become a broker in Florida. Florida brokers also have a actually a 60-hour post-licensing course that they have to finish before the renewal of their first license. If they don't, same sort of thing applies. They have to go back and start over, which would be very difficult. So it's a good idea to get that finished. Though if they do have that four-year degree, they can be exempt from post-license education. And then every time they want to renew their license after that, they have to complete 14 hours of continuing education. So different courses that add up to 14 hours worth of continuing education. Uh, members of the Florida Bar are exempt from course one and the continuing education, but not from post-licensing education. And if they do have a four-year degree or higher in real estate, they are exempt from course one and two and post-licensing education, but not from continuing education. Everyone has to do continuing education. Even if you do have a four-year degree in real estate, everyone has to do that. That is all for our lesson for today. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the fourth lesson of the five lesson sample series to help you prepare for the Florida salesperson real estate exam. Tomorrow will be the final free sample lesson 
and it's on authorized relationships. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this lesson valuable. Again, we are offering audio lessons for the real estate exam for various states. Check out our website, reexampodcast.com, to see if we have audio lessons available for your state. If you have any thoughts or suggestions, please contact me by using the contact form at the website, reexampodcast.com. Keep studying. Keep studying.